Welcome back, everyone. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Director and Senior Portfolio Manager, sorry, at Canaccord Community Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us again this week for next week today, where we talk about everything that's going on in the markets and things that are coming up. We have a lot to talk about today. As you can probably tell, uh, hopefully the sound's coming through okay. I'm still working remotely this week, but I'm back into the office uh, normal uh, next week. So thanks for bearing with me over the last couple of weeks. But let's jump into things. Uh, as I mentioned, there's a lot going on. Uh, always keep in mind, though, everything that we do cover here is for information purposes. Always do your own due diligence or reach out to us at mikeonmoney.com. Happy to answer any of your questions uh, regarding your specific situation. So as I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to remove this portion of our weekly update, specifically around the COVID updates, uh, and then Omicron comes out. So we're back into the thick of things. As you're going to see, the Omicron virus, uh, if you haven't been following the Omicron sorry, variant, uh, has affected the markets a bit. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of concerns around what this means and the outlook. Uh, it has spread fairly quickly. If you follow the news, uh, started in South Africa, it's moved into Europe, it's in Canada, um, probably uh, most places around the world already. That's a problem with these variants is um, by the time that they're found, they've actually been moving around people for several weeks, even months. Uh, so uh, by the time they track it down, it's, it's pretty much spread around the world. So I'm going to give a bit of update around the Omicron and what we're seeing and why we might want to be concerned or why we shouldn't be concerned. Now, keep in mind, uh, I'm not a medical professional. This is all just uh, as much as I've been trying to read in the last few days since it's come out. Um, and also keep, keep very much in mind that the data coming out is very early stages. There's not, uh, no, no studies have been finished or, or completed. Uh, nothing's exact yet. You know, the, if you, you read any of the experts, they will say, listen, here's what we're seeing early stages, but we don't have all the information yet. So keep that in mind that uh, anything we see today and anything I cover today, uh, it's still it's still early reports. So basically the Omicron uh, variant is, is a more contagious version of, of COVID-19. So it's mutated, it has the most number of mutations of any of the variants that they've seen so far, and specifically around the crowns, around those spikes, you've probably seen the drawns, uh, which makes it more and more contagious. Now they do believe though, that this particular strain or type of virus, as it does this mutation, it actually becomes weaker. So more people can get it, but less, less, uh, less serious um, uh, side effects, especially for those vaccinated. So the experts are still saying, yes, we're not sure how effective the vaccines are against Omicron specifically, but like many vaccines, like the flu vaccine as well, um, although it doesn't protect you from every strain of the strain of the flu, it does mitigate the more extreme uh, reaction to the virus. So your 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 stamp on your vaccines is the recommendation out there. Get your boosters if you're eligible. Uh, it will give you a barrier of defense against uh, Omicron as well. Um, those who aren't vaccinated, obviously, are far more uh, susceptible to the to the uh, to the variant. Uh, and also to the, the long-term effects of it. So, you know, that's not gonna change. <clears throat> now this, you know, this variant, uh, if you followed us through this last two years of talking about COVID, uh, you know, this was almost, well, it was predicted uh, back at the beginning uh, that, you know, we can get our countries or we can get ourselves all vaccinated, but unless, 
It's a global effort. Uh, you know, the more it's allowed to spread, the more it's going to mutate, the more it's going to go to change. And that's what we're seeing, right? Uh, you know, uh, less wealthy countries out there haven't been able to get the same access to the vaccine vaccines um, that, you know, countries like Canada have been able to. And, uh, and that's where we're seeing those variants mutate uh, faster and faster. Um, in South Africa, I believe I saw the vaccination rate is less than 25%. And it's not necessarily uh, the population that doesn't want to get vaccinated. It's just the availability of the vaccine isn't there yet. So, uh, you know, the, the global, you know, the wealthier countries around the world have to continue their effort to get the vaccine uh, available to all countries around the world uh, in order to, to stave those off. So I think the key message around this is not to panic. Obviously, it's a concern. Um, you know, uh, we're going to watch uh, those, those, those studies and reports over the next couple of weeks uh, come out uh, with more details around it, uh, you know, the effectiveness of the vaccines around it. Uh, and we've already seen the vaccine manufacturers uh, already working on modifying the existing vaccines to specifically target the Omicron uh, version. So that, you know, that won't take years, that will probably take weeks or months to get those out. So hopefully uh, it, it doesn't become a big issue. Obviously the big risk that the market's looking at is another economic shutdown. Uh, you know, things in Europe, especially, uh, which was getting bad or, or things were getting really bad prior to Omicron coming out, um, you know, are certainly taking some, some bigger steps. You know, Canada's started to restrict certain flights from the area, but really, I mean, that might help, um, but really, as I mentioned, it's, it's probably already spread uh, to most places around the world. Uh, and in fact, Canada's already found some in Ontario uh, and Quebec have, have confirmed some as well. So. Uh, that's where we're at uh, as far as the Omicron goes. Um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, changes in, in the Canadian uh, rules around crossing the border. Today was, comes into effect, you know, any plane or train you want to get onto in the country, you've got to show proof of vaccine. Uh, there's the new federal um, QR code that you need to have to, uh, to get onto uh, any um, travel, even between provinces uh, in, within Canada. And of course, there's you know still the test required when traveling outside of Canada to to return to Canada. So there's where we're at on on the coronavirus. We are going to talk more about Omicron as to what's going on in the markets and everything here today as well. So let's keep uh, take a look at what's going on this week. Uh, coming up, we have the home price index. We're going to talk a little bit the, about the uh, the the home sales numbers. Uh, in the United States, uh, we got the Chicago Business Barometer for November to come out. The uh, conference uh, board consumer confidence numbers for November, uh, Canada's GDP for September, they're all coming out this week. And also we're going to get Cyber Monday. So yesterday's um, uh, Cyber Monday sale numbers. Uh, we saw some early, uh, early reports we'll talk about, uh, but later this week, of course, we'll get some more exact numbers as to how well uh, retailers did and uh, how many shoppers were out there trying to take advantage of some of those bargains. Uh, the stock futures did tumble, though. Uh, Friday, specifically, we saw uh, a dip in the markets, mostly on the with the Omicron scare or concerns uh, coming into the markets. Monday rallied a little bit. Today, we're seeing that seeing that uh, market pull back again uh, after the Moderna's uh, chief executive officer kind of came out and said that the vaccine would be less effective against Omicron. Um, 
as, as the new variant for COVID. Now, again, to clarify that statement, he said less effective, not, not, not effective, just less effective. It doesn't mean that doesn't give you a layer of protection. Uh, it doesn't help you. And if the early reports are correct that Omicron is more contagious, um, but less deadly, then uh, you know that that lower even that lower level of protection uh, you know can give you that extra um, uh, layer of safety that that you're looking for. So not to be overly concerned. Again, we're still very very early stages of those uh, those test results. Uh, and just as I mentioned, you know, just as the market kind of tried to find their foot in with uh, with Omicron on, on Monday, where we saw the the markets uh, rallying back, uh, you know. We, Moderna's CEO came out with those reports, kind of shook things up a little bit, kind of a, a fresh concern of lockdowns, uh, not just here in Canada or the US, uh, but you know globally, obviously, with some, uh, some countries in Europe already having surges in their numbers. Uh, and also a lot of the early reports around Omicron, it's obviously going to affect areas uh, of low vaccination at a much higher rate or much bigger impact than areas of, of, of high uh, vaccination rate. So we do expect to see pockets of uh, outbreaks continue to um, you know, surge and increase, but hopefully overall uh, still have strong protection against them. Um, also out, uh, going on out there, of course, the Canadian banks have been reporting and they're set to post some really strong results. And Canadian banks are, are famous for raising their dividends, uh, doing share buybacks, which is great for uh, dividend holders. So, you know, if you're looking for yield, if you're looking for, uh, if, if you're looking for cash flows, you know, the, the Canadian banks have always been strong. And in our portfolios, I actually use an ETF for, for most of our, uh, our banking exposure. We do have some individual names in there, but uh, I actually use, uh, to top that up, uh, ZWB, it's a Bank of Montreal covered call Um uh, uh, ETF, which gives uh, gives you basically using the covered called strategy to increase your dividend by roughly two percent. Right, it, it fluctuates obviously depending on what's going on in the markets, uh, but get, it increases your your cash flow from owning the top five banks in Canada. So, if you want more information on that, reach out to us. We do use it as a as a strong dividend payer. Um, OPEX looking to meet again. Obviously, we've seen uh, some volatility in the crude oil prices, especially with the new variant. Uh, we saw oil break down to uh, below 70 to 69. It is uh, it is popping back up a little bit. And OPEX strategy is pretty much to do nothing. Um, you know, the, the 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 demands is still increasing. Obviously, this pullback is on concerns of another shutdown, where we'd see demand fall off again. Um, but again, early stages to be concerned, I think, about another shutdown. Uh, and, 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 and based on what we saw with the last shutdown and reopening, um, you know, any volatility here in oil might, might just be a buy-in opportunity. Uh, in the U.S., uh, we're looking at pendant home sales prices uh, for October, and they surged contracts to buy U.S. homes, previously owned homes, so this is not new build, but previous owned homes jumped dramatically in October after being a little bit slower in September. Uh, so we're continuing to see that, uh, that housing market stay strong uh, and mostly probably driven on the, the concern that mortgage rates are going to start to edge up. Uh, they have moved up slightly from their bottoms, but still considered very, very cheap for that here. 
And on the EV or the electric vehicle market, uh, you know, Phoenix Motors is the latest to tap the public markets with an IPO uh, looking to come out, uh, uh, taking their uh, taking the shot public, sorry. Uh, looking for those investors who have an appetite for eco-friendly vehicles or want to invest in that. Uh, as I've always talked about um, when we talk about EV, and I'm a big fan of the EV markets, I think there's a lot of growth there. Uh, if you've been following, you know, we've talked about several uh, new EVs uh, to the market, uh, several new companies coming out in IPOs. Uh, I, I'm not overly recommending people buy individual names. There will be some winners, there will be some losers, uh, but what you really want to focus on here is look at all this competition that's coming into that marketplace. Uh, and if you followed any of our previous videos that I've done uh, on EV, we've got, I think, two of them out. Uh, I've interviewed the C, uh, CEO of uh, Evolve ETFs, where they have uh, one of the earliest uh, to the market. In fact, I think it was the er first to the market that invests into the EV supply chain. So it does have some manufacturers in there. Uh, but it mostly it has the supply chain. So all the parts that go into these things. And I think that's where you can really win in that market. The symbol for that one is CARS, C-A-R-S. Uh, you can get in Canadian, uh, hedge Canadian dollars because it is a global uh, ETF because uh, these companies are around the world. Or you can uh, get these CARS.U, which is the US version. Uh, so it's unhedged to the Canadian dollar. So um Rather than chase after some of these new IPOs, you know, really take a look at some of these diversified plays, especially when you're talking about a sector that is absolutely global. Canadian, Canada and the U.S. are still a small piece of, of that overall market. And uh, with all the competition that's coming into the EV market, you know, diverse, diversification is going to uh, be key here. UK regulators are set to uh, block, actually, a merger uh, or an acquisition uh, by Meta. Uh, Meta Platforms is looking to acquire the GIF platform Giphy in the coming days. They're looking to block that. And if you've been following this story or other stories, it, it all goes to the UK setting those new antitrust laws. So anti, uh, you know, preventing companies from getting too big or monopolizing a particular sector or, or service. Uh, and the UK started to put out their new laws that are really going to be a template for the rest of the world. Um, they've been very aggressive. Uh, we've been following, of course, talking about the, the Facebook and Google uh, antitrust suits, uh, where there's a lot of pressure, not only in Europe, but in the United States for these um, technology giants to to uh, to break up to 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 diversify from some of their uh, some of their uh, subsidi subsidiaries to allow more competition in that marketplace. So this is just another move by the UK regulators. Uh, Russia actually, uh, Somalia, Russia developer Somalia is targeting a US listing for 2023. So uh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Somalia Group has largely been a um, a builder uh, and, and are looking to move into the technology arena uh, and they want to take their stock public on the New York exchange in 2023. So obviously there's a lot of PR and concerns around that. Uh, so we'll keep a close eye as, as they try to make a move into the U.S. markets with their IPO. Uh, record number of U.S. firms have uh, changed tack on the political spending after January 6th. So we saw a lot of this right away uh, after the January 6th insurrection in the United States. 
But more and more companies now, as they're going through their earnings, are either stopping political giving uh, completely, um, certainly to some candidates who uh, were in support of the January 6 attacks, uh, but also a disclosure of any of their political givens so people can see where their money has, has gone to, to not trying to disassociate themselves from certain uh, either political parties or particular candidates in the United States uh, who are involved or certainly show their support around the uh, January 6 attacks uh, that happened there. Uh, hold on a second. Sorry about that little interruption. So let's continue on. So let's take a look at what's coming up this week. Uh, coming up, as I mentioned, uh, we're looking at the uh, conference board is expected to show the consumer confidence index, uh, likely to decrease a little bit in November. Obviously, uh, as we've been covering for weeks and weeks and weeks now, uh, the concern around the inflation rate and the tapering uh, of the US um, uh, liquidity in the markets uh, has been a large concern around the market and consumers. Now, when we say uh, a little bit of decrease, we don't mean that it's crashing. Uh, just the consumer confidence index is likely to decrease a little bit for November from October. October was quite high. There was a lot of bullish sentiment going into October. Uh, and as we round into the new year, we're obviously going to see some pretty normal concerns to try to you know, people stop looking at 2021 and start looking into 2022 and what is that going to look like? So not a big concern there, but we're expected to see those numbers a little bit lower. Salesforce is expected to uh, post a rise in the third quarter revenue. Of course, high demand for the enterprise uh, cloud tools. So if you're not familiar, Salesforce is a CRM or customer relationships manager used by many Salesforces and companies. Uh, and obviously people working at home or people working on the road uh, has just grown through the pandemic. Uh, so they're looking to increase their sales there. And another thing I think really affected the market uh, right now, uh, you know, Jerome Powell uh, and Janet Yellen are, are getting together to talk about, uh, you know, CARES Act oversight. So this is the uh, Treasury and, and the Fed Reserves, you know, building the new economy uh, coming out of the pandemic. Uh, but also they came out and said that they were going to speed, you know, they were basically looking at the markets and the economy and saying that they could speed up the tapering. So it means getting bringing in that uh, interest rate hike sooner than later, you know, not into 2023, but definitely into 2022. Uh, so that signaled the market that uh, we could see those those interest rate might, rates sooner than, than later, uh, obviously putting more concern on top of the new variants uh, into the marketplace, and which is why I think we're seeing a little bit of sell-off today in the markets as concern uh, raises around that. Uh, other top news, uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey uh, is stepping down as CEO and handing the reins over to his chief technology officer. Um, you know, Dorsey, it's been an interesting story around Twitter. Uh, he was ousted as CEO a few years ago. Uh, then he was brought back into the role uh, to try to kind of turn things around a little bit for them. Uh, obviously, Twitter, as well as all social media uh, companies, have faced a lot of criticism, uh, both from governments and regulators uh, and from the users uh, back and forth. You know, some some 
positive uh, support and other, you know, a lot of negative uh, on the other side. Uh, he's basically stepping down. His comments are basically he's built up the firm that it doesn't need him anymore uh, and he doesn't want to stay there while the company needs to grow beyond him. So he was the founder uh, of Twitter. Uh, so he's stepping away from the role. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any big changes with his departure in the coming year. Cyber Monday is expected to be a little bit slower, mostly because, um, not because we're seeing any data to suggest that American consumers uh, aren't in good health or is it's not a strong, uh, strong spending market. Uh, simply there weren't as many deals. Uh, you know, we still have the supply chain issues uh, out there. Uh, inflation has affected uh, a lot of the pricing out there. And if you went online or, or you went into to some of the stores on Black Friday, looking for some really great deals, uh, I think a lot of people, I won't say disappointed, but, you know, certainly didn't find as many cheap or, or discounted prices as they'd hoped for, just due to the lack of inventories out there. Um, you, you know, the, the retailers did not need to discount the prices very much to still sell out or, um, you know, have healthy sales through, uh, through the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. Um, and then the U.S. Federal Trade Commission uh, has ordered nine companies to turn over information as they do a probe into the supply chain problems. Uh, I don't think they're going to find anything surprising, and I don't think these companies, uh, you know, are against it. I think uh, they're happy to turn it over uh, to see if there is a solution to the supply chain problem. I don't think uh, retailers are necessarily uh, happy about it um, any more than anybody else is. So, you know, really... I'll be surprised if anything productive comes out of this probe, but uh, in any case, we'll, we'll see that data come out here in the next little while. Walmart's also having a change at the top. Their, uh, their veteran uh, CFO Biggs is stepping down next year, uh, retiring, taking advantage of uh, all the success in the no long time uh, number of years that uh, he worked at Walmart. I uh, just, just throwing in his hat and, and taking some time off, so good for him. U.S. lawmakers are also asking FAA to, uh, to have some more details around how they're going to maintain oversight of the Boeing 737 MAX, uh, MAX 8 specifically. Uh, if you followed, if you remember this story a couple of years ago, uh, the Boeing 737 MAX 8 was grounded after two horrific crashes uh, due to a faulty software error in, and, and, and training errors uh, around the MAX 8. Uh, it was grounded for the better part of two years and was put back into uh, service, you know, just this year. Uh, they're up and flying again uh, around the world. Uh, it's, it's one of the most popular selling planes in commercial use right now. Uh, and, and, and most people enjoy it. I've flown on it several times and uh, it's actually quite a nice aircraft. Uh, but obviously there's a lot of concern around the oversight, not just because of its past problems, but, uh, but certainly the F FAA come, came under a lot of scrutiny uh, as to why they didn't catch the problems ahead of time. So the FAA is, you know, uh, the lawmakers are asking FAA to say, you know, okay, this time around, what are you doing to make sure you're going to catch the problem before we see two horrific crashes like we did see? On the U.S. dollar front, uh, it's a bit lowered. Again, just concerns around what's going on in the markets. Uh, or sorry, Omicron about a possible uh, shutdown again. Um, we're seeing this pretty much globally. As I mentioned, Europe uh, reacted uh, pretty quickly uh, when the Omicron uh, was identified to restrict borders. 
and start talking about more, uh, bringing back some uh, COVID restrictions. Uh, the U.S. has been pretty tapered in the response, basically, you know, continue with the normal uh, precautions that they have in place and uh, waiting for more data to come out, uh, which is good. Uh, but obviously the dollar, the global, uh, the global view on the dollar was to push it down a bit negatively. Uh, and we also saw that in the Treasury note as well. Seeing that fall to about 1.44 last week was in the 1.6 range. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, just some continued pressures uh, over concerns about more shutdowns. Oil, as I mentioned, dropped below 69. Um, I, again, I would see this more as a buy-in opportunity unless we go into a full, complete global shutdown again. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a, a massive uh, decrease in demand. Uh, in fact, going into 2022, all expectations are more and more people are going to start traveling again. Uh, so unless Omicron really, really puts the brakes on people's travel plans, and again, a lot of uh, oils used in shipping and, and, and uh, transportation, um, you know, not transportation in our cars, but the, the ships, planes and trains that are moving uh, things around the, around the globe. Uh, and that supply chain is still backed up. And as soon as that starts moving again at an at a increased pace, uh, you know, that, that, de that demand is going to continue to eat away at the supply side of things. Copper fell a little bit, you know, again, just on Omicron. It's the theme of the week, uh, and I think it will probably stay the theme, the theme for uh, the rest of the week. But hopefully we'll get a lot more details around that uh, going into next week. So with that, again, a little bit shorter this week because I'm on the road. I'll be back to normal next week. But if you have any questions or if you want to see any replay of our videos, Go to mikeonmoney.com there. It's on the screen. If you listen to the podcast, you can go there and subscribe to either our videos or our podcast. Uh, but as always, love to hear your feedback and any questions you might have uh, on this topic or any other topic. And uh, as soon as I'm back, I'm going to be putting out a video on the metaverse. So you've sure you heard the term meta because Facebook changed their name to that. But what does that mean? Uh, how to invest into it and where the opportunities are going to lie. But with that, Thank you very much for every, everyone for joining us. Look forward to uh, talking to you soon and take care out there, especially if you're in British Columbia, obviously with all the rains that are going on. Um, stay safe and, and uh, hopefully uh, those that have been affected, uh, you know, we get some solutions to what's going on very quickly. Thank you. Take care.